0: Thank you Jabbing rap is life where I'm from, where I'm from. A mod play where Izzy, where I'm from, where I'm from. It'd be like run your coat black. Jupiter keeps a pack, beats by day. the pack, where I'm from. Nappy hair is like, we be the marks where I'm from. The kids be rocking clocks where I'm from. You turn around your cap, you talk over a beat, and dick some sounds booming out of Jeep where I'm from. Cacoon. All right, it's at
1: six o'clock, everybody. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy. Uh, that exists yay I'm your host Pam Benjamin you're listening to Radio.fm in .sf and it's part of the mutiny radio comedy festival so tonight I didn't do pre-signs which is like I don't know why that was weird but like all the comments are like we'll oh, show up whenever or not it's cool it's cool um but I'm excited because we've got all kinds of amazing comedians for you tonight as we always do at the same time there's a show at Aciento at 6:30 across the street so that's gonna be fun so after you do your set here go over there get a drink Support that show all right <laughs> I hope that everybody comes in to support their first comedian of the night uh, hey yeah there we go there we go put your hands together for your very first comedian of the night everybody it's Tim Taylor I
2: came walking into this room and they were excited and looked up and disappointed it is my dating life thank you It is every night of my dating life here with the fellas. I just saw a woman walk by, but here are the fellas and, and Pam, Pam, congratulations. Keep it going for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Come on. It just kicks butt. Guys all performing tonight, right? Yes. Everybody's performing tonight. Right on. Anybody have a dog in here? You do what kind of dog do you have? He's a mutt. Got it. Yeah. I, um, I like dogs. I was actually running the other day and uh, I heard a couple coming up behind me and they had a dog. I could hear the jingling of the leash and it was gaining on me and I'm thinking it's going to be a greyhound or a retriever or something really fast and as it blows by me, I look over. It's a corgi. A corgi passes me. Hello, a corgi. Do you own a corgi, ma'am? No, she does not, but she owns a mask. We appreciate it. There's a corgi that passed me. A corgi is basically like a, a footstool with little paws on the bottom. Do you know who owns corgis? Who owns, anybody know who owns a lot of corgis? The Queen of England. The Queen of England. She owns a lot of corgis because she can keep up with them when she jogs. Yes! Thank you! And then puts her foot up on them when she lays back. The Queen of England. The little Queen of England comedy for you. But, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm dating. I'm single. I... You guys, ever walked a puppy down the street? Did you? If, how old your mutt? What's your mutt's name? Just out of curiosity. Okay, Farley. How did you come up with that name? Was it was it given, or did you come up with it? This ha, ha Very good, mutton barley. I like that. That sounds like a wonderful uh, dish over at an Irish pub or something like that. Well, I walked. So you had barley when Farley was a puppy. I walked the puppy down the street. It is incredible. You're like a drug dealer. Uh, everybody's interested in what you have. They have no, I, no, they do not care about who you are. They just want to stop you and hang out with the puppy. And I was got tons of attention and made the mistake of taking this beautiful seven month old retriever to the dog park. Do you take barley to the dog park? It is controlled chaos. I, is, is it what there's, there's like rules and etiquette and what have you? Well, this dog's, like, really beautiful and lithe, and it's walking up there, and all the dogs, like, they have their their, their, uh, their, their uh, bulls in their mouths. are just, like, racking them over the fresh fish, like, you know, like a Shawshank Redemption because the dog is new to them. Wow. Any Shawshank Redemption fans in the crowd? <laughs> get busy living or get busy dying. Anyways, bringing that dog in there was like bringing a Cub Scout into a rectory. Thank you, thank you. We're just getting really inappropriate. Speaking of hot, how much time do I have, Pam? Is it, uh, is it? You have, you have a minute. Shit, oh, I didn't know that rule. What happens when I ask, how did I not know that rule? Does that mean I have 30 seconds? Well, here's the deal, so um, I, I, speaking of hot sex with the Cub Scout in the Rectory, I, uh, you know, the uh, sex for me used to be like tic-tac-toe. It was quick, predictable, and in the end, nobody won. Thank you. Thank you, Mutiny Comedy Festival! But you know, the thing is, is I I spent the majority of my life thinking the clitoris was an island in Greece. Ah. Yeah! It's always there for me. Whenever I needed the clitoris. I know, I know, was another click comic. We've heard it all, the click comic, I heard it all. Well, what I can tell you is... I'd rather be a click comic than go through the dating episodes I have because dating is like putting my heart through an emotional glory hole. I just stick it through and see what happens. That's the end of my set. Thank you, everyone. Yes.
1: Yes. Yay for Tim Taylor. He's a tool, man. Yay, the causals are here. Yay. No, not the Cops. The causals. They're a family of lovely people that love uh, comedy and are, God, I wish my mom loved me. Your next comedian does not want to be on the air because he's going to say things that are so offensive that he can't do it. So what I'm going to do right now is uh, some tricks. So bear with me as a Mutiny Radio listening audience. You're going to listen to some great Diggable Planets music, and we're going to be back in about four minutes with more comedy. But until then, your next comedian, he's going to say such offensive things. He doesn't want to be recorded, or on the internet. So put your hands together for Dan Britton! Ooh. I know the wig
0: gets a braid out. It's bad okay. out. Cop the rat back from these cats out on bleaker, okay. rejuvenate the plates for my peoples and their speakers. Bleacher, rap, maker need a crutch, uh-huh. planets wouldn't allow themselves to roll like such. Okay. Expressions, sighting, scripting, talk, fighting status quo is being an artist in New York. Tongues be often forked, clothes be often corked, if they call it fat, we just ignore it like it's pork. Okay. Planets got them thoughts blooming flowers in the dense. they said the grass was greener so we snuck and hopped the fence, okay. landed in a meadow, glimpsed and saw a shadow okay. of brothers with guitars, common sense and puffy afros, okay. Was getting raised, pass was getting blazed. Feds was cracking domes, but these castle was in phased. In tight grips, yet the lips was talking fun. Rhythms and the struggle kind of fun into get to one. True fun cannot disguise because the streets have eyes. Who's gonna revive? Well, a and vibe, Did it like a dick planet. God damn it. To get a good kick, it to you get your ticket and do what you feel. Do, do what
3: you feel. Do. do what you feel. Yeah, what
0: It's real. Slip, slide, dip and take a dive. Planets looking high when we traveling on a vibe. Cribs, dorms, grasshoppers and swarms. Thinking life is big. Is that hip? Is it norm? Sight, cup, delicate and fat. Flowers and beads and pieces and naps. Ah, yes. Got the blast, beats are played on Friday to get Monday off your chest. (laughs) Live, dig into the quotes, lose yourself in groove and the beauty as it floats. Hair, clothes, monochrome, it ain't many different worlds in a sweet and funky joint. Pounds, hands, speakers and jams. And those that plans get fitted in the plans Like years, sugar for your ears Hip-hop is the fave, we've been digging it for years Funk, rhythm, psychedelic money Studied my lessons, got vision 2020 Check out the globe, they needed what we brought Ladybug, don't we boom it from New York? Yes we do,
4: uh, time, space What is that like? Just how we live and when in the hip life Kids roll with hot-butted soul From 125 right down to Ludlow The juice, the cup Talking fair is up The ancestors peace With his daughters of the dust We just
0: freaks
5: Aqua funky beats it to the streets Through the boxes and the jeeps
0: Nuclear is weak Different time, different space Uh-oh, planet Earth We brought the mad base Brung is the tongue They all can understand I'm free, so let me pass it to my gym. Check, Check me out Butterflies Funk-induced highs A gang of valid reasons To smack me up a five Bar caps Pleasurable naps Time and space is fake And that's the real haps Youth flights Land on Friday night Saving lives, soul, funk, job and rhythm, jazz, beat till and tell, but been funkin' since, since 11, sound, trips, coming off the lips, smuggle from the planets, the freak, the nine zips, time, space, no one's is alike, be you and just be you or be out.
4: Let the sugars make it sweet Kept it underhand Cause the planets get you free Lady block Mecca With the groove and time and space With the funk rhythm But a chase
0: God damn God By damn. some miraculous series of events We've been able to continuously Freak fat clips Yeah, my throat doesn't feel like Sam Kennison's Must have after a shot
4: Yeah, so as soon as I put my neck in Heat on, we can check We can check
0: Straight out of our lids Them, they got boo bodies these our Brooklyn kids Us, Floor Rush When they DJ booming classics You dig the crew On the fattest hip-hop record He touch the kinks And sinks into the sounds She frequents deep fatter Joints called underground
1: Britain everyone. You didn't get to hear him on the radio listening audience, but uh, I'm going to put some music up and we're going to get right back with uh, You Get to Listen Now, people out there. Okay, here we go.
0: Sending junkie rhythms right down your block We beat to rap what key beat to lock, but I'm cool like that I'm cool like that, I'm cool like that I'm cool like that, I'm cool like that I'm cool like that, I'm cool like mm-hmm. that, I'm cool queen beat a chocolates, taps in my raps, she innovates applesweet a cat fun club with the vibrate. trip they be crazy down with the five minute it can kick a plans and a crowd burst me i be digging it with the buck burst us we be freaking till dawn he gets a stranger's mind so i say hi understood yeah understood the plans he heard up and put it to his hands what i just
1: flipped let board it hey everybody that was weird cuz we we're off the air but we're on the air and everything's great aren't a tickable planet's lovely so is your next comedian Put your hands together, everybody, for Drew Wilson-McGrath! Yay! And I'm chill like that. I'm
0: chill like we, that. I'm chill like that. I'm chill
6: like that. We're on the radio? What's wrong with Nazis? What? They're creative, right? Okay, nobody, nobody needs to agree with that in here. Uh, don't keep it going for the Nazis. Do keep it going for me and the comic prior to me. Great job. Fuck everything. Like it? That was a fuck list designed to get fucked, if I'm not wrong, right? Like, somebody in this room is going to fuck that guy later just to get him to stop writing fuck lists, I think, maybe. Oh, I'm an angry guy from Portland. How you doing, huh? Portland's great, fun place, lots of gays up there. Keep it going for the gays, radio. Yeah. Everybody on the other end of the radio is going, "Eh, yeah. Okay, we didn't say what kind of gays. My parents are the lesbian kind of gays. Do we still like them? Real Home Depot gays. They don't drive, no, they're real gays. They drive trucks, both of them. <laughs> they fuck a Subaru. They'll run a f- Subaru off the road, right? They're like, fuck this shit. Get out of my parking spot at Home Depot, you compact son of a bitch. I've heard my mom say that before. I grew up with two moms, which is great, until my friend's moms would try to co-adopt me when I wasn't at my parents' house because I got along with them so well. I'd have a woman tell me, hey, I'm you're away from home, mom. And then another woman would say, I'm your at-school mom. And I would tell that woman, listen, Leslie, I just need somebody who's going to show me how to pee standing up. That would be great. If we could, we could get to that one real quick, I would really, I've been wiping my dick with toilet paper for the last seven years to get it clean, you know, and that's not how it's supposed to work. Tepid audience, okay, how about we're going <laughs> to... We're gonna roll right into it. I need the energy of somebody who's gonna show me I don't need to use Vagisil when I itch down there. That's the best part. A lot of quiet men in the audience right now that don't know what Vagisil is. Good, it's a facial moisturizer that you can put on when you're feeling extra wrinkly and dry, you put it on there, it makes you look like Ellen DeGeneres. I don't know what to tell you. You know, Keep it going for wrinkle cream. I know people look at me and they're like, your parents aren't gay, you lying son of a bitch. You just use that to try to get into the cockles of people's hearts. And yeah, a little bit, but no, very gay. Uh, I inherited my mom's ass, if you can't tell, on this small stage. I, I, radio, you can't see this radio. I'm bearing my ass to five really concerned people right now. There you go, look at that. I got the ass of a seasoned lesbian, you know what I mean? Like a real steakhouse les, just... Extra salt, back of a fucking Morton's, making demands, that's the kind of lesbian energy that I've got, you know? People used to ask me growing up, they're like, what was it like not having a dad? I'm like, it really wasn't that much different than you think. My mom drives a bigger truck than I do. She's <laughs> She's got more guns than I do, right? She's pretty bad, and she figured out what's wrong with the WNBA a long time ago. She says, hey, those women don't wear short enough shorts. That was my mom's idea. She's like, oh, they keep complaining about how they're not making any money. Hey, pants down, salaries up, ladies. Start a fucking OnlyFans, all right? Stop kvetching. You got your target market right there. You're on television like once a week if you're in LA. Good for you. All right. Stop, stop hating on the gays, Drew. Oh, I miss my parents. Hey, how you doing? Don't look so concerned. This isn't a soapbox. Okay. How do you feel about global warming? it is real anybody else global warming right let it happen you know what i mean (laughs) let it happen are we really gonna miss any of the animals that can't float upstream when all the icebergs melt we really are we gonna miss puffer fish you ever seen a puffer fish it's the pocket pussy of the ocean why are we trying to save these things even the people that discovered them didn't like puffer fish they called it a goddamn puffer fish you know they (laughs) There you go. That's appropriate timing. Hey, turtles, am I right? Okay. (laughs) Fuck turtles, you know? They'll die with global warming. They can live to be 103. You know what else lived to be 103? My grandfather, all right? And he killed three Germans during the war. The Vietnam War, all right? Let's be really careful. He was like, I have PTSD. I'm like, bro, you're an accountant. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're doing the wrong thing right now. I have 30 seconds left, which isn't enough time to do a sheep fucking joke, so um, do it anyway. All right, radio. There we go. Anybody here shop at Safeway? There you go. Last time I did that joke here, somebody said, too expensive. You have class. Keep it going for yourself. Jesus Christ. I think Safeway messed up on not having their own name brand condoms. I got to be honest with you. That feels like a really easy sell. I got a cautious chuckle out of you. I'm going to roll with the joke. Safeway condoms are really easy right you can market them to 18 year olds and be like hey have sex in the backseat of your first Corolla the Safeway you know you go out to farm country you know like Concord near here the joke changes it's like hey find out how useful a sheep really is the Safeway San Francisco doesn't like the sheep fucking jokes I don't know what it is Oregon loves it and maybe that's just their thing I don't know what to tell you don't fuck sheep That joke's messed up, but the last time I did that joke, a guy came up to me afterward and said, hey, you don't need to wear condoms when you're having sex with the sheep. (laughs) You can't get STDs from a sheep. (laughs) And I was like, hey, man, (laughs) you need to leave this petting zoo immediately. This is getting really awkward for everybody. Come back after 7. We have a red light special. Hey, give it up for Pam.
1: Drew Wilson McGrath, everyone. And you can see him later on tonight across the street at Ossienzo. I hope that after you... Do your set here, you saunter on over to Asiento up on the corner. They have a big star thing on there. And buy a drink and hang out and watch the comedy show. And that would be amazing, because why not? Your next comedian, he's all the way from L.A., and I'm so excited every time he's here. And I, I really I, I, love his trajectory as a comic, what's happening with him right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Isaiah Castillo! <laughs>
7: guy's ass was fucking huge dude it's a big ass man oh my god you have that teacher ass dude you have that, dude teachers have the biggest asses known to mankind i don't know it's like all the diet coke just goes straight there like i like big old asses man he has that harriet tubman ass you know like can i say that is that fine but dude harriet tubman had cake man he had that big old fucking ass you could put a coffee cup on that thing man oh my god my teacher missed off her, dude. she had an ass and a half bro. my third grade teacher, bro. she hit me in the head with the ass. I fell to the ground. I, she goes to help me, hits another kid with the ass, like this ass was catching hands. like we called her the ass slinging slasher. That's what we called her. That's a spongebob reference i'm twenty three dude I fucking I know I look like I'm thirty with a gambling addiction, but <laughs> <sighs> I'm fucking twenty three man I got beard privilege, all right it's cool um i do I just did my twenty three meal over the pandemic uh and I'm adopted, so let's play a game I like to call. Am I Israeli or Palestinian? Would you like to take a guess? I'm Mexican. Uh, Ah, I'm Mexicano. Yeah, man. Mexican. I look like everything besides it, you know. Like, some guy told me I look like an Iranian rocket scientist. I was like, thanks, dude. He told me that on YouTube. On YouTube. I messaged back, like, please do not put Iranian and rocket scientists in the same sentence on YouTube. Homeland Security is at my door right now, bro. You got to chill, man. But, yeah. My grandma has dementia, dude. She has dementia, and I'm pretty sure she thinks she's dead. I'm pretty sure she thinks she's dead uh, because she's been calling me Jesus. I look biblical as shit, dude. I I look like Moses, but instead of parting the sea, I fucking shredded it, dude. Fucking took that shit all the way out, man. I, uh, I'm watching this show with my brother. He's autistic. It's called Love on the Spectrum. You guys hear about this? Great fucking show. The premise of the show is that it's hard for autistic people to date, but really it seems easier than my dating life. This girl goes on a date with a guy, she's like, hi, I like Pokemon. He goes, me too. She goes, intercourse? He goes, absolutely. Married for 10 years. Like, I've been thinking about, I might be on the spec, you know, I've been learning about autistic people that collect like bottle caps and brochures. Like when I was a kid, I used to collect toenails. Yeah my own and not other people's i'm not a sick fuck all right but i used to collect toenails and you know they say autism is a disability i think it's an ability man i think it's an ability to say what's on your mind you know because like i was at work i drive i work at a draft liquor store everyone thinks i own it and uh i work at a draft liquor store and some guy gave me a bunch of singles a bunch of ones and he's like hey don't tell my wife this and i go sir if you think that's a joke your life is a joke and he goes what did you just say to me and i go i'm autistic he looks me up and down and goes, have a good day, buddy. <laughs> Someone calls you buddy. They think you're slow, all right? These are just facts here. That's life hack number one, all right? give you life hack number two, all right? Uh, I think it's great that all this mental health awareness, all this mental health stuff is going out. I think it's great uh, because I like to call out of work a lot, all right? And I think it's, g- like, or even showing up late. Like, one time I show up to work late, and my boss was like, hey, Isaiah, it's your third time really this week. I was like, really? It's the third time this week? I thought about killing myself. What do you got to say about that, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> Life hack number two, ladies and gentlemen. Be taking notes, right? Taking notes. I have a new girl. Um, I, I was just, I was uh, in a relationship, and I realized every girl's different uh, sexually and uh, emotionally, too, but mostly sexually. And, uh, yeah, like this new girl, I have to, to make her – my last girl, very easy to make her come. This girl very hard. Like I have to suck on a titty, pinch a titty, a DJ down there <laughs> – and thrust at the same time, all right? I'm basically a one-man band now. Like, I couldn't walk and chew gum. Now I can do anything. Like, the first three weeks, I couldn't find the Ru- Rubik's Cube. You know, I couldn't figure it out, all right? More like three months. But but then I remember that one game when I was a kid. You guys remember that one game where I was like, you know, twist it, bop it, <laughs> flick it, suck it, you know? I, my girlfriend's just like that game, man. You miss one step, and you got to start the whole thing over again, yeah. And then out comes the vibrator. Thank you very much. Appreciate it,
1: Mazzara. Yay! Isaiah Castillo, everyone. Um, A couple words of warning. One, um, be careful the XLR on the end of the mic. it's, uh, It's poopy. I'm sorry. I bought new ones. I just didn't change them out. Hey, Spence. I'll get you up before your show, and then I'll get you your gift bag, too um yay so and and just speaking of Spencer's on the show at asiento that starts at 6 30. so if you do a set and you get out of here just walk up uh, half a block away and buy a drink at Osiento and watch the show tonight it's gonna be great uh your next comedian uh is a funny person uh put your hands together everybody for Sam Carroll yeah. and dismiss me. the pro-life
0: has me outside the clinic call me a murderer
8: what kind, of, what kind of crowd is this I wasn't really paying attention I was over, I was out there when I should have been reading the room I was outside Cru- crucial mistake Sam Are you guys uh from San Francisco mostly comics from the festival I see San Francisco you're not even from here kavita you're from you're from San Bruno doesn't count. So non-San Francisco people, we had a thing called Fleet Week last week. And Fleet Week is this thing where the US Navy comes and they dock in the harbor and then they do cocaine in our bathrooms. (laughs) That's what Fleet Week is. And it's a week week before Indigenous Peoples Day, which is weird, it's weird timing. We have a huge military display of our military might a week before Indigenous Peoples Day. And then what's weirder is that Columbus Day is on the same day as Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, that's a weird coincidence if you ask me. It's almost like they were—they wanted to cancel Columbus and they we didn't wanna not go to work that day. We didn't wanna go to, work. I'm so high, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have come up here. I'm gonna try and translate these ideas as best I can in as few words possible, Pl- hopefully, maybe, please. You know why they canceled Columbus? Blackface. Swear to God, you can look it up. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure if you. Guys, I'm not a big coke guy. I'm not. Uh, I wasn't doing coke in the bathroom with these sailors. But what, what I like to do is microdose crack. Ph- helps with creativity. I'm taking a shit. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says nothing valuable inside. <laughs> The other day I was talking with this father who mm-hmm. whose kid got ran over by a car right in front of their house. And he was saying, uh, and well, and right after the incident, the city came and installed speed bumps on the street. So he w- what he was saying was, not only do I have a dead kid on my hand, but I got speed bumps on my street. So now every time I'm on my way home from work, I'm reminded that I wasn't even going that fast when I hit him. <laughs> it's a Bad joke. I'm a bad dude. No, I'm a good dude. I think I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Every Sunday I go around the neighborhood and take the parking tickets off people's cars. You know what I like to do? I like to walk around with a mug everywhere I go with a coffee mug so it looks like I live there wherever it may be. I'll have my coffee mug and people will say, look at that guy's coffee mug, he must be from around here. He couldn't have traveled that far. Probably made some coffee in his house and he's out in his bathrobe and his and his speedo walking around. That's not the case. That's not the case. I'm gonna take your Amazon packages. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh man. My wife has a body like an hourglass. She has big feet and a big head in a very thin vagina <laughs> I had another thing to say about my wife but uh oh yeah she has autoerotic anaphylaxis too type 2 autoerotic anaphylaxis very rare side effect of a peanut allergy actually one one touch of a peanut in her throat starts to close up and she begins to violently masturbate type 2 Came later in life. All right, you guys, are, you guys have been all right. I'm Sam.
1: Sam Carroll, everyone, yay. Well, yay. Your next, your next comedian. Oh my gosh, he just, he just walked in and gave me a box of chicken and rice. Uh, I'm over the fucking moon because it's the first thing I've eaten today. Yay! So I'm gonna live. I'm not gonna black out tonight because I'm eating rice right now. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay!
9: Thanks everybody, thank you very much. Thank you, enjoy the chicken, Pam. Yeah. Sam mentioned the uh, Columbus getting canceled. I think that's a good thing. I don't think they should cancel the uh, that helpful rhyme, though. They teach you in school. Do you guys remember the rhyme? In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Right. See? it's That's still the best way to remember the color of the ocean. Right. Columbus Day joke. We'll wait till next year and try that one again. These jokes, cheesy jokes, uh, Polish jokes, those are pretty, that, is that a, still a thing, Polish jokes? Some people still, it Pol- doesn't make any sense, like why, why would an entire nationality be stupid? That doesn't hold water, I think. I mean, some of them are Jews. What's up with that? Nah, man, I'm, yeah, I try to, I try to be woke, I mean, you gotta, you know, I think we should fight racism wherever we find it. You know, sometimes it's the subtle forms of racism, I think, that can be the most insidious, you know? Like tokenism, for example. You guys know about tokenism? you got to watch out for that white guy. He's got one black friend. That might be his token black friend, right? He's trying to look not racist. But these guys know you're not supposed to have a token black friend, so a lot of these guys will strategically go out and make a second black friend to make it look like they don't have a token black friend, but that's twice as bad, right? They just have two token black friends. (laughs) Even worse than that, you guys, these fucking racists. three black friends. You're not fooling anybody, pal. Come on to your game. I asked a buddy of mine the other day, I was like, how many black friends do you have? He goes, I don't know, man, a lot. That's what kind of fever pitch this thing has reached. This guy has totally lost count of how many black friends he has. Tokenism of the worst kind, and I told him so too. Even though he's a black guy, but still. I felt like I could tell him that, because like I said, he's a buddy of mine, okay? I think it's okay. Anyway. I think we can all agree the uh, first gift in a relationship is very important at that, that first birthday in a new relationship. you got to be careful with that, because you want to get her something nice, but you don't want to go too nice, because you're setting the baseline for the rest of the thing. You can't go below that. You know, the person who fucked this up the worst in all of human history is Vincent Van Gogh who famously cut off his ear, right? But what they don't tell you is that he wrapped it in a piece of cloth and he gave it to a woman that he liked. Guys, that is a rookie move. That is way too big of a gift early in a relationship. That's, he's a simp. That's lose-lose, because like, look at it this way. If it doesn't work, that sucks, you're out the ear. If it does work, even worse, she likes the ear. What's this crazy chicken I want for Christmas? I don't know. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. I'm smarter than that. I might start with some toenail clippings or something in my relationship. Uh, I had a banh mi sandwich earlier today. Do you guys guys like the banh mi sandwich? Love that. So good. So good. I love it on the French roll, you know? That's the most interesting thing about it to me. The Vietnamese sandwich is still on the French roll after all that France did to that country colonized them, and they stuck with it. That's how good French bread is. There was a 10-year war, an insurgent war for independence from France, being like, get the fuck out, stay out, wish you never came here, we have our own culture, leave the baguettes. And that tasty pate, we like that. What else? Shit, which one of these... A lot of uh, of my female friends will be like, you know, hey, listen, we're out there looking for sex just as much as you guys are, but I don't buy it because there's something called fuck me shoes that women wear. Are you guys familiar with these? Sometimes women are like, I'm putting on my fuck me shoes. These are shoes that signal that they might be down for some anonymous sex that night, you know, which means they have shoes that signal otherwise, right? I don't know about you, but all of my shoes are fuck me shoes, you know? My gardening crocks, my soccer spikes. Matter of fact, everything in my closet is of the fuck me variety. Including my dusty old fuck me baseball glove from when I was a kid. Thanks, you guys, appreciate it, my name is Dan Lewis.
1: Dan Lewis, yay! Have a great set, he's at the best of SF tonight. He gets to do 12 minutes. Everybody keep clapping for Dan, yay! He did his warm-up set here. He's going to go kill it at the best of SF. Yeah, go check that show out. It's going to be lovely. Thanks again for the chicken. You just saved my life, honestly. Like, the food you gave me, like, seriously, that was really kind and amazing, and you're a wonderful, thank you, you're a wonderful human being. Oh, he cares about me enough for me not to black out tonight. Your next comedian is another comic on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together right now for Newman Shock!
3: Yay!
10: what's up guys are you two together yeah you look like my roommate's girlfriend so he's gonna be devastated i'm not gonna sleep tonight fuck yeah i don't know um i was in a gentrified part of san francisco today and you know it was fake nice which is more nice than i'm used to you know that's that's great and it's weird because like they still have crackheads but they're like a higher level of crackhead you know Like, they're, like, talking themselves, but they're, like, talking about, like, poetry and, like, their favorite, like, ethically sourced coffee shop. Like, it's weird, you know? Because, like, regular crackheads talk about, like, killing people and, like, shitting on shit. Like, crazy shit. Like, scumbag shit. Like, it's crazy that San Francisco found a way to, like, gentrify mental illness. Like, that's crazy. I don't know. Um, it was Columbus Day recently. And, you know, congrats, white people. You guys won that one. Yeah, it's weird being, like, an Indian person, like, actually from India on Columbus Day. Because, like, yeah, what Columbus did was bad, but, like, he really liked my people's food. You know, like, to me, Columbus seems like a guy who respected other people's cultures. And, yeah, that seems weird. But, yeah, uh, I'm Indian, which is, like, technically Asian. So I guess I have to say, like, stop Asian hate. Yeah, it's weird, because, like, Stop Asian Hate is a movement that I'm technically involved in, but, like, also has, like, nothing to do with me. Like, racists are ignorant, but even they're not ignorant to think, like, I'm the source of coronavirus. Like, they think I'm the source of iOS 15. Like, that's what's happening there. Yeah, I don't know. Indians right now are, like, the Don Lemons of Stop Asian Hate. Like, we're, like, involved, but not really. Like, it's weird. Um... I've been dating a lot. I haven't been dating. Um, I've been texting girls at 3 a.m. You up. Like, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and it hasn't been working. Like, I texted this girl you up at 3 a.m. last night, and she immediately texted back no, so that was hard. So, like, I, I don't know. I've been trying to do, like, more productive things. Like, I was trying to find, like, a solution to, like, drug addiction the other day, and I think I cracked it. Um, Here's the thing. Like, I think the more successful you are like the harder drugs you're allowed to do like I think that's my idea yeah no thanks Pam that means a lot Mm -hmm. yeah no because like if you're like a homeless dude with like no job prospects you can only do Tylenol like that's your thing but like if you're like this millionaire CEO person then like yeah you're allowed to do heroin like you've earned that right and you know I've been thinking about this I think this could like actually solve like income inequality too because like if Jeff Bezos starts doing crack, he's gonna be on the streets in three weeks sucking dick. So yeah, I think I think Jeff Bezos doing crack could be great for the working class. Like, I think that's a solution. Um, I don't know, what else is there to say? Yay, one minute. Um, I don't know, um, I was at a friend's intervention recently and you know, not very fun. Could have used some drinks if I'm being honest. Yeah, it was weird because, like, um, my friend's mom, she was like, you know, an addiction is technically defined as when you do something so much, you can't function normally anymore. And I was like, wow, that is a stupid definition because I'm sober all the time and I still can't function normally, you know? (laughs) Like, I think an addiction should be described as when you do something so much, it becomes the most interesting thing about you. Like if you're at parties and you're being introduced, like, hey, this is my friend, the ketamine guy, <laughs> then yeah, you need help. And that's my time. Thank you, guys.
1: <laughs> Newman shop. I enjoyed your set very much tonight. I always enjoy your stuff. That's it. I didn't mean like tonight. I'm such a jerk. Um, I'm sorry if I was distracted. Josh Kotsky came in and gave me magic cards. <laughs> Yay! It was my birthday on Sunday, and it's very sweet of him. I really love playing magic. Uh, just so the magic player knows, on deck is Mark Neuer. But coming up right now, what, what a sweet, kind, amazing, funny human being who is so generous to us all and n- always bears midriff Always for the joy, for the joy and wonderment of all to behold, put your hands together for Denise Lee.
11: Wow. Hi. Good to be here today. Um, I just got back from a trip. I was visiting my parents in our home country, the motherland, which, as you can probably guess, is Texas. Yeah. um, I'm happy to be back, though, because uh, I just missed so many things about the Bay Area while I was gone, right? Like uh, kale chips and recycling and my rights. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like dietary fiber and free will. I was really starting to miss that. Yeah. but, um, But yeah, like it was a good trip while I was home. I had like a really big life talk with my mom and It was about a topic that I've just dreaded she would bring up, and I've been putting off this conversation for years, where she would ask me whether I was a lesbian or not. Right? Like, a little uncomfortable. She was like, look, you don't really talk about boys. You haven't had a boyfriend in like a decade, and you clip your fingernails just way too short. um and and you know it was it was super awkward but i'm really glad i had that conversation because i was finally able to come out to my mom as a hoe (laughs) yeah not a lesbian just a classic run-of-the-mill hoe who just can't commit right Uh, yeah um let's see but but, yeah, like my mom is having trouble accepting my identity as a hoe, right? Like she's very conservative. Like she hates the way that I dress. Like if she had it her way, I would look a little bit more like a russet potato, just kind of oblong and like beige. Um, but but she's always like, hey, you know, when you expose that much skin, it makes people think that you're desperate and pathetic. I always get so mad when she says this. I'm just like, it's 2021, you know? Um, It's 2021, and it's incredibly just sexist and objectifying and accurate for you to say that. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be authentic and just live my truth, right? Like, anyone with a pulse and, like, a decent grasp of English grammar yeah, like a uh, proper usage of the Oxford comma and this revolving sushi bar is <laughs> revved up and ready to make the rounds. Just plenty of ahi tuna to go around. Uh, I think the one thing that my mom and I can agree on though is that if I ever settle down, uh, it'll be with a doctor. And it's for all the classic reasons, right? Like for her, she wants someone with a good education and financial stability. And for me, I want someone who functions as my personal 24-7 WebMD, right? Like I have a growing list of health concerns that is becoming increasingly specific that the internet cannot answer anymore. And I mean, I think I could be a pretty good partner, you know? Like I heard that uh, men are kind of like into nude pictures these days, like I will send him all the nude pictures he wants as long as he also tells me if it's a mole or if i'm gonna die Uh, i've been denise thank you guys yay denise wants to meet a dermatologist uh my
1: best friend is the chief of staff at dermatology Kaiser, so i'll try to look out for some doctors for you they always give away sunscreen it's so nice does anyone have a friend who's a doctor who gives some free Drugs, because that's a friend I want. Diazepam, lorazepam, call them the two Pam family. Give the benzodiazepines to Pam. Clap your hands again, everybody. For Denise Lee, yay, yay. 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 Denise is like someone I want to do drugs with, because she looks so like a child that I would teach in junior high. Like I feel like we should like do some ketamine together, and then like be like, ah, like, like our souls are bonding. Oh, hi, what's ketamine? She says. She's like, I don't know what a lesbian is either. Put your hands together for your next comedian for Mark Neuer.
0: Yay!
12: Uh, I'm fucking stoned, dude. I'm stoned. I'm dehydrated and stoned. You've been so high and dehydrated at the same time that your lungs stop really working properly? That's where I'm at. So if I'm wheezing. Or if I pass out, that's why. So you know why. When you call the ambulance, like he just is too stoned. Really, just too stoned. Good. If I lost some more weight, I'd look like an undercover cop. I would. And everyone would be really nervous. And you'd all have your masks on. So that's why I stay fat. It's for you. I do it for you. I know I'm fat. I know how I know I'm fat. I get stoked over the new Tums flavors. You know, the antacid Tums. You know, they're coming out with a watermelon flavor. I know. I do. <laughs> I know that there's a new flavor coming out. I get the magazine monthly. Okay? I get stoked. Of the, are, you, are you lost on the flavors here? All right, uh, th- I thought you were clar- getting clarifying questions on tums with Pam. Pam has no idea what Aunt Acid is. She doesn't have that problem. She eats like a fucking rabbit. She eats, she eats like frozen. <laughs> she eats frozen carrots, still frozen. She eats like a hamster. She's great. I love Pam. <laughs> Good. Where was I at? Oh, camping outside of Walgreens. Waiting for the new Tums to drop. So I have all of them. And just like when people get new sneakers and new sneakers come out. That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. I, I'd rather sit outside for Tums. It makes no sense to spend $250 on sneakers to walk down sixth and market. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Sorry. It makes no sense. To go on the Muni? Are you kidding me? Have you, seen, have you been on the Muni? I feel like I'm on the Muni right now. None of you have masks on and you're not even, <laughs> you don't give a fuck. And the, the, the driver's like, it's not my problem. I don't get paid enough to, <laughs> no, we all have masks on radio listeners. We're masks, we're masked and vaxxed. I have something stirring in me. Why are we, t- fuck Christopher Columbus. Why are we talking about it? Gas is $5 a fucking gallon. Okay. Okay. It's $5. I don't even drive I'm pissed. <laughs> Getting mad. I'm on the Muni, I go past the gas station, if I get I get mad. I start bitching at the driver about it. We start yakking and bitching about the driver. It, it, it's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Have you seen the price of hash browns? Pre-cut so it's easy and convenient for me? Expensive. You want to talk about Russia. Why? You don't know shit about Russia. You don't know. You have no fucking clue. You don't know. You don't, you fucking, you don't know. That's what that. They, that's what they're best at, is make sure you don't have a fucking clue. So get on the phone and scroll, and that's all, this, stop. Stop with all the fucking politics. You don't know dick. I don't know dick, and let me tell you, I'm going to drop out from Modesto. If we know the same shit, we're all Fucked. sorry i had to get that out of my system i don't need to take that energy to omg after this you know what i mean <laughs> OMG's already a fucked hole you get it because it's a <laughs> that bar smells like my bedroom so hey it's because they have underwear nights on wednesdays and they all come my name is mark Noyer. you guys have been great god bless you <laughs>
1: Mark Neuer, everyone, Mark Neuer, that was lovely. I was paying attention to your set, but Josh Gotsky gave me this new booster pack of Ooh. magic cards, and I'm gonna be like building decks around that. I'm really excited about some of these oh, new cards. They've shit. got new things. Mark Neuer, you think he's a dirtbag, but he knows how to play magic, which means he's smarter than most of the people in this room. You're uh, like, he plays Magic: The Gathering. Like he doesn't just pull his finger off like my uncle. Cool. uh No, like the look at me, I don't go. <laughs> All right, I'm right. Uh, I'm super. I'm super excited for your next meeting. Oh my gosh! So he recently moved here, like during the pandemic. But he used to be from Portland, and that's where he met him. And he's so so funny, and I love him so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun! Yay!
13: Wow. Oh, Hello. Um. Hitler, look, so I I noticed that a lot of people used to compare Trump with Hitler. And honestly, realistically, I don't think that was ever appropriate. Trump was never that thin. Someday I'm going to do that joke in a red state, and um, I will... Get shot. I don't know. Actually, I think you know. I think um, actually, I think now is a good time to announce that I'm actually going to be retiring from doing stand-up comedy. Um, I have to. I'm. I'm. I'm happy. I'm. I'm. I'm too happy to be funny, and um, I'm not happy about it either. I have to quit. I. I. I've loved doing this, um, but the thing is that you know you can look through art history and you will not find a single great work made by a single happy person. Not one. All the writers, miserable. Vincent Van Gogh, who I honestly did not think someone else was going to do three minutes on today, the most brilliant painter to ever live. One of the most brilliantly depressed people to ever live. Known for his stunning, and I wrote this down and I knew I was going to forget it, Or his bold, wavy impressions. And he painted that way because that's how he saw the world, because his eyes were constantly filled with tears. And they weren't tears of joy for experiencing the beauty of God's creation. No, they were tears of painful 19th century depression which is nothing like our pussy-ass 21st-century depression, where you get to get meds and go to therapy and eat right. 19th-century depression, you would go to your friend and say, I'm so sad constantly that it physically hurts and I want to die. And they'd say, well, you could pray more, or you could smoke opium. Fuck. Where the hell do I find opium? But I was I was super depressed, and that's when I started doing comedy. I've been doing this for three years, and still the best jokes I've ever written were were from that first week when I was miserable. But in the last three years, I've gotten to FaceTime a doctor who prescribed me Adderall and taught me how to work on myself. And Adderall, let me tell you, Adderall is an amphetamine. So not only does it give you the focus and the energy to actually fix yourself over time, it also kills your appetite. Thank you. So for the last three years, I've just been losing this weight. And not only do I feel better than I ever have, but I also look better than I ever have. And people will come up to me, they'll say, Colin, my God, you look fantastic. You've lost so much weight. What is your secret? And I'll say, thank you. It's meth. Adderall gave me the energy to actually make my dreams come true. See, I was always so depressed that I set goals that were apparently very attainable. And now I'm in the unenviable position of having no more dreams left and having to just come up with new dreams. And I thought this was a unique thing, so I looked it up. Is this a phenomenon that exists, having all your dreams come true and not knowing what to do next? Turns out it is. It's very well documented. It's called white privilege, and I highly recommend it. Uh, that is my time. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Colin
1: party. Braun, everyone. Club it up for him and his white privilege. Yeah. And his outfit and his shoes look great too. Like he's just a doll. Uh your next comedian. I'm so excited to see her. I haven't seen her in a super long time. She's a super supporter of the station. Like a year ago at this time, like she came to an outdoor show that I was on and like took, it was very nice. Uh, she's super supportive and super lovely. Everybody put it up. And I forgot your first name to tell you, this is Kauzel. Vicky Kauzel, everyone, yay! I think I can call myself a
5: pandemic comedian because I started doing stand-up comedy during the pandemic. My first open mic was completely socially distanced and I was the only aspiring comic there over the age of 25. (laughs) I think I have a talent. Not only I picked the worst time in my life to become a comedian, I also picked the worst time in human history. My terrible timing is extraordinary, it's a gift. I am originally from Ukraine, And people often wonder if I had culture shock when I first came here. And yes, I did have culture shock. I flew over from Ukraine, got off the plane. Everybody's speaking English, like everybody. I'd say that's the biggest cultural difference between Ukraine and the United States. Everybody speaks English here. It's good to be out of the house finally. Uh, I feel energized. I didn't sleep that well during the lockdown. And here's what I found. If you're looking to improve the quality of your sleep, get a job. Because my best sleep happens right before I have to get up and go to work in the morning. And by going to work, I mean joining my stand-up meeting on Zoom. It's not a stand-up comedy meeting, okay? (laughs) It's a work meeting. They call it stand-up because everybody's required to stand during this meeting, even, (laughs) even when it's virtual. And to prove that you're standing, you have to have your video on. And my Zoom video is never on. And my manager's like, Victoria, how come your video is not on? All I can see is your avatar, which is, what is that image, an ocean or a cloud, some nebulous entity without particular shape? And I'm like, that is me. That's me at eight in the morning. That's what I look like at 8 a.m. An ocean or a cloud that hasn't yet taken a particular shape. Yeah, but everything is virtual these days. Everybody's working from home. Which is weird, you know, my entire team is remote now, and we never felt that close to each other. It's too close, we don't like it. I mean, have you ever taken your company's Zoom meeting from your kitchen? What is your company doing in your kitchen? Are they joining you for dinner? Did they bring wine for the, what are they doing there? You know that uh, um, the last year, a famous publication here in the US fired one of the writers for masturbating in his living room? Why? Where is he supposed to masturbate? And what were they doing in his living room? Now here's the story the way I understand it. The guy exposed himself in his living room without realizing that his company Zoom meeting was still in progress and the cameras were still rolling. If you never had a glitch with your Zoom meetings, you can cast the first stone. I had a ton. How is this a crime? He didn't go to that publication's office and ruin their meeting by masturbating in their conference room, right? They came to his house and ruined his life. Where is he supposed to masturbate if not in the comfort of his living room? In his shower? What if he can't masturbate in his shower? What if his shower turns him off? He turns it on, it turns him off. (laughs) Brutal. Yeah, everything is virtual now. My son stopped going to his physical school and started doing distance learning, and I finally figured out what distance learning is. Distance learning is learning that is happening somewhere out there in the distance, but not here in your child's head. Someone out there may be actually learning something because they are paying attention in class on Zoom and not playing video games on their television. Someone, but not my kid, he's too smart, he, he skipped high school and went directly to Grand Theft Auto University. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know if you noticed, kids were all over the internet last year. Everybody was bringing their kids to their Zoom meetings and their podcasts and their broadcasts and their videocasts. Literally, you couldn't open your computer without stumbling over someone's kid. But what did it for me was this viral video on YouTube. A family and their kid are doing hip hop dance. I guess it's a hip hop something modern, and the kid. I don't know what they did to this kid, he's only four, but he's an accomplished dancer. It's, it's creepy, when did he have the time? I, you know, I don't know how you feel, I find it a little too overwhelming, a little too much. Um, as a mom, I have a message to all the parents who are doing this online activities with their kids. Stop, stop, stop molesting internet audiences stop violating our screen time with your little ones if you're looking to have quality time with your kids can you please do it offline or if you must do it online can you take it somewhere to the dark web away from normal people thank you
1: vicky gauzel everyone vicky Gozzle! and that's even more impressive because it's like maybe the sixth time she's ever been up sixth am i right you're are you over 10 more than that no, I Three. Oh, see i already have see, vicky gausal yay yay i love new comedians an ex-comedian he's part of the festival he's not new he's been doing comedy a long time he's gonna make us laugh i'm so excited you guys He's all the way from Boston. Put your hands together, everybody. For Sean Rosa!
14: Hello, thank you. Uh, I love sports. I love them now as an adult. As a kid, I hated them because that was just... I, I, I hated them. Like, I played Little League, which was fraught for me because I was born with a lazy eye. Don't guess which one it is. They're both fine, and I'm avoiding eye contact with you. But... The people who ran my Little League team knew that I had a lazy eye, and they used it to get our Little League team sponsored by LensCrafters. Yeah. Yeah, they put my picture in the paper and said, look at this little disabled boy we're trying to help with his dreams. LensCrafters sponsors this freak who thinks he has hopes. My dad loved sports. Uh, His favorite was basketball. He loved watching it, playing it. He was one of those unassuming white men can't jump types who would just school people half his age. And I wanted, I was a very depressed and desperate for approval kid. So I hatched a scheme to get my dad's approval by I was gonna get good at basketball. I was gonna challenge my dad to a game of basketball. I was gonna beat him at basketball, and I would win his love. It is a foolproof plan, as long as you are not a fool in which I was. (coughs) It is like, if you need to win your parents' affection, you're not gonna do it, especially if they've never indicated that you need to win it like and also i was a, a an 8 year old white boy who had who at that point did not watch basketball so i was just like a monkey banging away at a typewriter hoping that shakespeare came out the other end like the only basketball thing that i knew about was the movie space jam which was not the best strategy for coming up with real-world basketball offensive maneuvers. Like, I wasn't going to be like, okay, I'm going to dribble towards the baseline through a tunnel that I had painted on a brick wall. My dad is going to try to chase down for the block. Bam, smash right into the brick wall, seeing stars. So I challenged my dad to a game of basketball, and one day he accepted. And so I'm happy to say that he demolished me, just ab just unassailably just destroyed me. Like at one point I was guarding him. I had my hands up in ten and two like I was in driver's ed and he sized me up, bounced the ball between my legs, causing me to fall backwards over, knocking the lens crafters off my face. And then he caught the ball with one hand as he ran around my de- my desecrated corpse, caught the ball with one hand and dunked it, which at the time I was so just crestfallen and just distraught. But now I look back at that and I realize that was his way of saying, I love you more than words can express. That, yeah, that was his way of like... Like, it is like he won, he at that point took the ball and bounced it off my forehead. Which was his way of saying, you don't need to do this. I love you no matter what. You follow your own dreams. And that is a lesson I keep with me. uh, I take with me in my heart and my mind and my forehead all the time. And that is why I now do stand-up comedy, which is an art form people take up when they are actively looking to reject their family's love. <laughs> you might think I've been telling jokes, but really, I'm just crossover dribbling away from affection. Uh, thank you very much. Let's give it back to Pam Benjamin.
13: Check me out. Check
1: me out. Yay! Yay! Rosa! Yay! <clears throat> I have also pushed away every relationship in my life for comedy. Yay! It feels so good, uh, which is why in the audience, even when you're comedians, like clap and laugh because you know uh, we all want to live to see tomorrow because it's a big day. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together. Oh, number thirteen. Ooh, so lucky. And Mercury's almost out of retrograde. Dear God, I know the seventeenth it finally stops. I mean, it's the day after the festival ends. Oh. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito! The continuously freak fat clips. Yeah, my
0: throat doesn't feel like Sam Kennison's must-have after a shot. Yeah, so as it I put my resin.
15: Almost well, missed my set, everybody. Professionalism at its finest, you know what I mean? I love it, love it. How y'all doing tonight? Hey. Y'all got the energy of like a like a dead DMV, and I love it. It's pretty good, pretty good so far. Shout out to Pam for hosting fucking Mutiny Radio and the festival. Holy shit. She's a fucking killer, man. Fucking killer. Um, I hate baby showers. I think baby showers are some of the dumbest things ever. Uh, Word of advice, don't go to broke people's baby showers. You'll learn very quick where you stand with people when they're broke and then you go to a baby shower. So I went to one last week, right? I haven't seen these people in like a year. I didn't even know the bitch was having a baby. I was walking up, you know, excited to see, excited to hug. First thing they say to me: "No present, no diapers." What? Are you fucking kidding me? No present, no diapers. I was like, "Oh no, no, okay. Um, my my presents actually come in through Amazon. Like, I I got you guys." Uh, <laughs> 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 it it really wasn't, but you got you gotta lie to them, right? You gotta to lie to them. And they said you know what they told me said you know what we're gonna hold your meal ticket then Money. Money. a fucking meal ticket bro Money. did i attend a fucking carnival just now what do you mean a meal ticket my man and they say you know when you come up with the present like then we can talk about a meal i'm gonna get that fucking meal ticket bro i'm gonna get that meal ticket you cheap you cheap bastard oh my god that made me so hot dude honestly i, I just left the party I left, and they said, "No, we were just kidding. You, you, you could stay. Like you could stay, but you just can't eat." And he, I said, "You know what? You could go fuck yourself." But thank you, though. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm. I'm. am I'm a partake in this party, man. It is crazy, man. It's crazy. You cheap motherfuckers. Like, if you needed my gift or my money, you shouldn't have had the fucking baby in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, I. I am halfway jobless right now. Halfway jobless. It doesn't look that way, but these are clothes from when I was 15. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, man. People are fucking wild. Crazy bitches. Uh, but, yo, it's, it's wild, right? We've been in COVID for almost two years. Can you believe that shit? Still dead as doorknobs, huh? All right. All right, we'll, we'll still rock with it. But Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, COVID has become... COVID is kind of like that side chick now that's still hanging around and wants to become the main girl. It's kind of wild, it's kind of wild. And then he's like, I thought we were just hanging out for a couple weeks. Now this bitch always has me in the house. Fucking crazy. (laughs) Cannot get rid of her, man. Cannot get rid of her, I have a minute left. And then questions start to pop up like, do you see this relationship going anywhere? Huh? Or can I meet your parents? What? You must be out of your fucking mind and i'm wally hippolito y'all that's my time thank you very much wally hippolito
1: oh yeah um so just so you know in san francisco since the beginning of the pandemic there have only been 645 deaths just so everybody knows just saying uh just so you also know the opiate overdoses are three times that in the same amount of time. Isn't that isn't that interesting? I'm just it's you know what. Sometimes it takes time plus tragedy to make comedy. Uh, your next comedian, I'm super excited to bring her up, and I'm excited that she's here. And thank you guys all for staying. We have a couple comedians left, and then after that, run on over to Asiento and get a drink because there's a comedy show happening, and it's really fun right now. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Kavita Singh! Yay! <laughs> everyone um
16: I had a long week I had a long week at work and I hate talking about work but I'm just gonna do it like a little bit today um I think like one of the hardest parts about work is the work but also just like the small talk that you always have to deal with like I hate small talk and pleasantries like you know, like, uh, like where are you located? Like, they're always asking me like on Zoom, like, where are you located? Or like, what's the weather like? And I think one of the things that I do is like, you know, cause you can't just be like, who cares, right? So one of the things I try to do is like, improv a little bit, like just like practice improv. So, like my, my manager will be like, hey, what's the weather like over there? And I'm like, not good, not good. Tsunami came up the coast, took out the entire family. Yeah. One second I was cooking rice. Then I was, the next I was using my mom's body as a raft. You know, sometimes the dog, the dog survived though. Sometimes he looks at me like I took his owner away from him. But then I try to remember that even though I wasn't there for him, I could be the friend that he needs me to be. And then my manager is just like, wow, you wasted so much time. And I'm like, no, Keegan, it's yes and. <laughs> that took too long. All right, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I've just been like, I've been really anxious lately. Um, just because like I moved here um, a few weeks back and, you know, like adjusting to a new place is challenging. And I've been worrying about like whether or not like I'm becoming an emotional vampire to my friends, right? Like I'm kind of like always dumping my problems on them or, you know, like when they talk to me, I'm like more distracted than usual and it's because I'm an anxious person. But I try to to reassure myself that like, they still keep me around, you know? Like I do help them not make shitty decisions and like I do help them like, I don't know, with life advice. So I would like to think of myself as Courage the Cowardly Dog, you know, like, even though he is terrified all the time, he still manages to save the people he loves without them ever knowing. No, no. All right. All right. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um so i moved here to the uh to the uh to the west coast three weeks ago um i came uh for my boyfriend he was living on the west coast i was on the east coast um what did it for me was when he mentioned an open relationship i was like no way there's no way i'm giving you an opportunity to find someone to replace me Um, because i feel like there are very few times in which partners telling each other i feel like we should see other people um actually results in more commitment you know, like my boyfriend like calls me three weeks down the line is like, hey, babe, I fucked this baddie. I miss you like that's not that's not going to happen. Um, This guy, it, you know, he, he's he's actually like a really good guy. And I feel like given the string of shitty men that I've dated, he's kind of like a unicorn, which is unfortunate because like. I've grown up with such like model relationships, right? Like my bickering parents, like teenage dramas, right? Like Gossip Girl and 90210 and To Catch a Predator. But like, yeah, like I feel like, Those teenage like dramas like shaped my like perception of like what a healthy relationship is and there and it's it's that shit's toxic right like there's always like one bad guy he's like the sexy bad boy with a dark secret and like who needs therapy and then like the smart and caring girl who like is ready to ruin her life. You know, and the script always goes the same. It's, it's always like the guy's like, I can't be with you because I'm a bad guy, Elena. I'm a bad guy who does bad things. And then the girl's just like, well, maybe you could try being better. And then the guy's just like, no, you see? The writers aren't creative enough. This is the only compelling plot line that can last us eight seasons.
1: <laughs> all right, that's
16: all I have for you guys. Thank you.
1: <clears throat> to everyone to sing, <laughs> Captivating We got three comics left Put your hands together for your next one everybody Rahul Swamy Yay!
0: What's
17: up you guys Just want all five people On the radio right now To know that this is a Audience full of a thousand people Yeah There we go so I should retire right now. That's the loudest I can probably be getting. Um, yeah, it's good to be in the city. I'm, uh, I'm traveling from New York City. And uh, these days, I'm like timing myself on how quickly into a conversation I mention that I'm from New York City. It's usually after I do something really bad, you know? But like cut someone on traffic. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm just from New York. Like, this is just how we do things. Um, yeah, but, you know, I don't really miss the city that much. You know, I was walking around San Francisco. You know what I'm talking about, Kavita? Yeah. Yeah, so I was, like, walking around San Francisco, and uh, it smells like shit as well. Everything All smells right. like shit, just like New York. It's very much at home. But, like, the shit here is way better quality, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the fiber quality, that the fiber content you guys are taking, it's still up there. All the kombucha is going to help somewhere, right? All right, that's the new to the city bit. <laughs> so uh, I was walking in the street and this girl approaches me. And, okay, firstly, it's made up already. Like, <laughs> girls are not approaching me like that. Uh, All right, I'm gonna switch it up. So I was doing yoga, right, and this yoga teacher approaches me. L- slightly more believable, yeah? <laughs> For a man of my looks. Yeah, and uh, this yoga, te- she's like, she's, she's white female, right, just background. And she's like, uh, "You gotta stop misappropriating white culture with your man bun." Oh like, damn, Tabitha, please, love that one. Like, wait till you hear about my belly button and my kombucha addiction. Like, I just want people in the radio to know the audience are like smiling very much, <laughs> like a lot of smiles, like very, very charming. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, can I have my namaste back? It's it's uh, namaste, not namaste. So I feel like a lot of people think namaste means something deep, like, my let my soul touch your soul, namaste. Well, let me tell you, all right? I feel like this is my state, all right? I'm here to clarify. Namaste means hello. That is it. There's nothing more to it. But, you know don't want to, after Savasana, you never know what you need. That's a very it's a niche yoga jokes that some people get. So yeah, I'm like uh, furnishing my new place and I'm kind of broke. So I went to the one place you go. Yeah, exactly, Craigslist. You got me, Kavita. Um, so yeah, there's a listing for a nightstand that I'm really excited about. All right, to be fair, it says one nightstand. Um, yeah, it doesn't have much description and I'm going to pick it up later tonight. So let's see how that goes. Um, all right, so I got less than a minute. I'll do that one. So I've been, um, I've been addicted to Instagram, right? So it's like a lot of you guys, I'm sure. So, but I recently deleted Instagram two weeks ago and I'm detoxing and I'm thinking about it, you know, like being addicted to Instagram is just like being addicted to cocaine. I'm talking about like back then, I would do anything for a good gram. All right. Thank you, guys. Keep your hands clapping, everybody. Brawl swami. Yay.
1: We've got two comics left and then I'm going to pack up and we're going to go up to Asiento and watch the rest of that show, which is like I keep hearing them. I keep hearing them clap and I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm on the corner. I'm sorry, it's exciting because I hear them clapping. And I'm about half a block away. So, it, but you guys are here, and you're important, and you're gonna listen to each other, and it's gonna be amazing. And put your hands. Oh, your next comedian. He brought me magic cards. You know, here's the thing. Like, comedians are usually soulless monsters, but not this one. Like, he is so kind. He like brought a sweet gift for me, and it's it's not even like he's hitting on me. He has a girlfriend. He's just a kind, considerate comedian and also very funny, put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky.
18: That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Fuck the Dodgers. Uh, I gotta say, my least favorite Dodger, the artful Dodger. He took Oliver Twist, led him into a life of crime. Some bullshit. Um, I don't give a fuck about the Giants-Dodgers thing, though. Uh, I'm an A's fan. Literary jokes. I'm an A's fan. Um, Just real quick, just want to say like R.I.P. Ray Fossey, longtime broadcaster of the Oakland A's, just died. He is my was my favorite broadcaster because of his post-game interviews. A lot of people, when they interview other people, will ask them questions and then expect an answer in return. Uh, he would not. He would give you the answer as part of his question. He'd be like, "All right, I'm here with Eric Chavez now. Eric, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two outs, down by one, two strikes. You've seen two fastballs in a row. You know the curveball's coming. How ready were you for that curveball?" He'd be like, uh, "Very ready for it. Like every every question he asked was like he was giving a monologue, and then learned he was playing Jeopardy. He'd be like, "God, that looks so exciting." Uh, actually, we're going to need that in the form of a question. Uh, how excited were you? All right. Uh, I Like Pam said, because she knows my life, oh my God, uh, I am dating a lady. I have an Asian girlfriend, and we're going to be moving in together soon. So we're going to be having an Asian Jewish household, which means that you have to take your shoes off when you come in, but you can complain about as much as you want. Um <laughs> I should probably remember the rest of these, huh? Uh, <laughs> right? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to learn, like she speaks Cantonese. Uh, I'm trying to learn it. She doesn't think I can. I think I can with ease, all right? Uh, uh, she's taught me how to say like, hello, goodbye, how are you? I've forgotten all of them. The one that I have remembered is si fut long which means butthole. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. It's so much fun to say, like, c-foot long, c-foot long, five, five dollar, five dollar c-foot long, any, any, any. It's the best. Foreign swear words are so much fun because you can say them to people to their face with no consequences because either they don't know what you're saying And They don't give a fuck or they do know what you're saying and they're a little offended, but they think you're bilingual, which is a great ego boost Uh, The only issue is that whenever she teaches me a phrase I get like really excited about the phrase I say it all the time and then I remember the phrase but I forget the meaning and Then every time her parents come by they're like I'm not gonna do accents cuz them Uh, They're like Joshua uh, what did our our lovely baby girl teach you this time? I'm gonna be like, uh, ling loi si long uh uh, uh, just scratch that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope they'll be offended by that. I think that means, like, pretty girl butthole. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's do this next one quick. Uh. uh <laughs> A buddy of mine uh, asked me like, hey, uh, we should go out. Uh, like, we, we haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do that. And he comes, he asked me all these really nice questions like, Josh, how are you doing? Uh, are, are, you, are you healthy? Like, everything's good, you have a great job? And I'm like, yeah, everything's great. Everything's going so well. He's was like, oh, I don't know if you knew this, but I just started selling life insurance. And I'm like, you were just, you just want to make sure I wasn't gonna kill myself anytime soon. Like, you're just trying to sell me shit. I do not want good life insurance, okay? I feel like the better the life insurance you get, the more likely the last words you hear are, the last words you say are, what are you doing with that pillow? <laughs> All right, that's, uh, that's it, thanks, y'all.
1: Josh Kotsky! His rap album's gonna be coming out and it's called Pretty Girl Butthole. Uh, it I almost like I know that sometimes when I laugh I pee just a little, but the pretty girl butthole thing, like I literally am holding my pee together. I'm an old woman. We have one last comedian, and I'm super excited to bring her up and I'm excited every time she's here, put your hands together, everybody, for the neighborhood witch.
4: Pam, we're gonna have to get this shit together. I want that black shit when I'm up here. Fine, I'll take it. Just this once, I want City Girls and Megan the goddamn stallion next time I'm up in here. Okay? Ah! <laughs> there are Pam, Miss Pam. Anywho, I'm just gonna try out a couple of jokes. Okay, Sam. So I have a question for you ladies. Have you ever found out that the guy you've been flirting with, like, it's only two girls in here, um, like, got bitches? Like, you're not the only bitch they fuck with? Y'all ain't hearing me. For instance, my homie pulled out his phone, right? Mind you, we're just friends, but I'd fuck, period. Um, So I'm a nosy motherfucker, and one day I looked over at his phone, and it unlocked, and I saw my name, and all it said was Janae Comedy. And I was like, ain't that about a bitch? Like, that's not fair. So he started, he was like, "What? Well, what's wrong? Like, what's the problem? I said, ain't nothing wrong, I just... Had you in my phone under, Larry, I want to take that dick Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess our feelings were a little, uh, how'd you say, um, and alike. Because you really don't know what page you on with a man until you see what your contact is in his phone. A lot of you bitches texting a dude right now, got a pink heart, a tongue, and a ring emoji by his name with a picture. Um, fuck around and call him one day and and you're right there and you'll see how much you mean to his ass. I called a dude once when we were in a car. I'm sneaking and shit, right? So he won't see. And that shit popped up as Auntie Sharnetta. Right! He didn't even look at me. He kept driving and was like, I wonder what she want. I could, I could not believe that shit. Like, you punk motherfucker, but it's good though, because his brother was in the backseat and when I called him, it said Pastor Boyd. And In other words, he loves missionary, baby. I know that's right, Ty. So another one I want to try out. I literally just wrote these while I was in here. So I said, um, am I the only woman that hates sports? Because I do. I think they're pointless. And I feel like if motherfuckers want to pass around a pig all day, just put me in a room and handle y'all business. Um, Because I was trying, I just know one thing, like if y'all trying to make it to the one yard line, like, I'm your girl, period. So the real issue is who is gonna make it to the touchdown. Oh, I bet you that but it's good. We can have one mother. I was like, we can have one person, eat them out of and whoever does the worst, is that's a technical, baby. It's a technical on the play. If a motherfucker tries to interfere with the next man's play, I'm throwing a flag at that nigga. And if I'm doing that bad down there, get one of the motherfucking running backs to get out of here. Period. So I just wanted to try out those new chucks. I'm gonna get them together yay for the neighborhood witch everyone
1: Love you. that was amazing so thank you all for being here at our open mic tonight I'm excited that we're getting out of here early because the show at Ocianto is happening I'm gonna go over there and watch the rest of it and I'm really excited to do so so I'm gonna pee but thank you so much for being here and your new haircut thing is happening. it looks great the whole situation is lovely uh and join us we'll be back next week and everything will be normal again. The festival is going until tomorrow. There's so much going on. There's tonight. We still have two more shows or one more show uh, at OMG tonight at 8. And then tomorrow, stuff all day. I get to open up the noise pop block party at noon on their main stage in 19th Street. And then we have shows at Atlas at 2 and 3.30, Milk Bar 4 and 6, and OMG at 8 o'clock. So join us tomorrow. Thanks all for being here. Yay, bye.
0: Came try to gank my style, and I hit you to the heater. At the speed
19: of bop, the Rock. Hi, hello. Awake from thy sleep. This is Mutiny Radio. FM on the internet from San Francisco. And it's time to get on board the morning train.
20: Wake up your sleepy head Put on some clothes, shake up your bed Put another lob on the fire for me I made some breakfast and coffee. Look out my window, what do I see? A crack in the sky and a hand reaching down to me All the nightmares came today And it looks as though they're here to stay What are we coming to? No room for me, no fun for you Think about a world to come Where the books were found by the golden ones Written in pain, written in all By a puzzled man who questioned what we were here for All the strangers came today And it looks as though they're here. See their faces in golden rays Don't kid yourself, they belong to you They're the start of the calming race The others are a bitch, we finished our news Homo sapiens have outgrown their use All the strangers came today And it looks as though they're here
19: Two from David, from the original vinyl best of compilations that were released in the United States. We heard, John, I'm only dancing, from Changes One Bowie, and Oh, You Pretty Things, from Changes Two Bowie. J.D. Buell with you on the morning train. Thank you for being here and joining me. I'm bringing you now John McLaughlin and... Piece, parts 1 and 2. John McLaughlin, John McLaughlin on acoustic guitar with Jerry Goodman violin, Dave Liebman flute and soprano saxophone, Charlie Hayden on bass, Mahalakshmi on tambura, Aerto Moriera percussion, Badal Roy Tabla and Billy Cobham drums from the album My Goals Beyond, piece one and piece two. As long as I'm popping my peas, how about some songs from Pentangle?